This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you in part by Rosedale Communications, offering author-centric literary consulting, writing, and editing services to help you capture your voice, craft your message, edit your content, and publish your completed manuscript for business or ministry online at craftingyourmessage.com. Producer Michael Miracle here, and before we get into today's podcast, I'd like to quickly invite you to join the I Work For Him Nation. Being a part of the nation is all about being Jesus in your workplace, because you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. So, head to our website, iworkforhim.com, and click on the nation flag, then prayerfully consider joining the nation. We'd love for you to join us in this workplace movement. Thanks again for listening. Here's today's podcast. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him this afternoon. Martha, today... We celebrate something old and something new. Not only we're just doing a show together on a Friday. Is that the old? (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm older than you, but only by 25 days. Okay. No, I'm not like today. and, And Connie Smith, our brand ambassador, just reminded us this right before the show. This is a momentous day. Michael, join us on the air here now. This is a momentous day. Michael, do you realize what today is? Today is Friday. Today Woo-hoo! is Friday, but it is the last day they will we will be broadcasting only in Tampa. And because Monday we start going on in multiple stations, not only in Tampa, but also in Jacksonville, Florida. That's momentous. That's awesome. After almost five years, and in fact, Monday, Michael, see if you remember this from my testimony. Do you remember the significance of February the 19th? 2013. Mm, I need like the uh, do 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 do. Okay, do and then I would say no. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> door number three. It's February 19, 2013, was when I met your previous boss at the previous radio station at a networking meeting, and she turns to me and says to me, after I shared five ways to incorporate your faith in your workplace, she goes, Jim. You should talk about that on the radio. February 19th is the day we finally go, of 2018, finally go more on a national basis and expand the message of I Work For Him and expand the highlight of ministries all across the country and get to share it with more cities. This is a big day. This is massive. I mean, and the symmetry is pretty sweet, too, to be honest with you. You know, the uh, the day that uh, basically sort of springboarded the uh, your career in radio. And then now here we are coming up here in just a few days and uh, the expansion begins. That's 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 awesome. Now, I'm hoping, Michael, that you're working. Now, we should tell everybody because we've got our 1000th show. Tampa Bay show, which it'll be technically fat. We'll have more than a thousand shows by the time we get to this date. But our 1000th show in Tampa Bay will be on February the 14th. No, not February. Nope, that was two days ago. How about (laughs) March the 14th? Now, Michael, were you aware of that? I was not. No, I knew it was coming up in March. Wasn't sure about the exact date. So I think it would be great for you, Michael, to pull some clips from some of those past shows for us to highlight that day. I think that'd be a great idea. I love that idea. Okay. All right. Now all he, right. he knows what he's doing all weekend. Now. That's right. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, but we are grateful that you tune into I Work for him mm-hmm. this afternoon as Martha and I are going to talk about customer service and with maybe a little twist on it that you didn't see coming, but we just want to thank you for tuning in. We hope that something we say today will cause you to dig deeper into your faith and to connecting what you hear on Sunday with what you do in your nine to five in recognizing that your workplace, it's your mission field. And in that mission field, you and me, we may be the only Jesus our coworkers and employees may ever meet. The job that you hold, the people that you work with, none of that's by chance. 
Those people need to meet Jesus, and you may be their only chance. And that's what this is all about. We do a show where we just encourage each one of you and us at the same time to recognize that God has a high calling in our lives, and that we don't have to be a pastor or a missionary to have that high calling. Where you are right now, no matter what you do, it matters to God, and he wants you to do it with excellence. In fact, why don't we tell people about the I Work for Amnation? Because I don't think we've highlighted that live in a while. You know, we really haven't. Um, and it is a pretty neat thing because it's just, um, if people want to go to our website, which is iworkforhim.com, a little purple box will pop up and it'll say, you know, something about the nation. Join the I Work for Amnation. But you can go there. Like, you don't, you don't join just by pushing the button, so don't be afraid. But it'll go and explain more <laughs> about afraid. what we are we're hoping to accomplish there. And really, it's just a commitment. It's a commitment to um, recognizing that the power in praying for those that we work with, that we work alongside, the work that we do, that we do it with excellence, um, and those are all the kind of things that we it's a talk about. To the Lord, mm-hmm. I mean, it really is, and and we have. Hundreds and hundreds of people from all over the world that have made that commitment to join the nation, but it needs to be a hundred thousand people that are committed to praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. It is the greatest start to ministry in the workplace ever. And the kind of fun thing is, is when they do sign up for it, we get the pleasure of sending them a little sticker that they can put on their window of their car or in their workplace, wherever they want to. To and it's been kind of fun because you can actually you know, see them around the area, but this is for all over the country and all over the world. There is a vehicle driving in India somewhere. Two of them. With the I Work For Him Nation sticker on it. And one in South Africa. Did we ever get the guy in South Africa? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know that it arrived. I did my part and made sure that the post office told me it was fine. So um, I just was getting a text from a listener who said that their Alexa isn't working properly and they can't get the show today. Alexa, Alexa, turn on I work for him. Uh, Alexa, make donation to I work for him. Oh, I always wanted to try that on the air. Did that work on your Alexa? Let us know. You know, you guys can get involved in the ministry of I work for him as we offer up the platform that we have for I work for him to ministries around the country to share what the Lord is doing with them. We don't ask these ministries for dollars. We just really want to bring glory to God with the things that he's doing through those ministries. So if you ever feel prompted, boy, I'd like to be able to help I work for him, continue to do their work and maybe expand to a city near me because you're listening on iHeartRadio or maybe you're listening on some other platform that we're on like Google Play Music or Stitcher or Faith Play or um, Meek or um, iTunes, I maybe think, even. How about yeah, that? You did. I a good mean, job. however, Google however, you maybe like. You know, there's also we're also on Sunday mornings in Carrollton, Georgia, on WLBB, and in Jasper, Florida, at WJHC on Sunday morning, and we are uh, we're going on in Jacksonville. 2 o'clock in the afternoon starting on Monday and 5 o'clock in the afternoon on a business station in Jacksonville. And right here in Tampa Bay on AM 570, 910 and FM 102.1, all part of the Salem Media Group. So what's really cool is on our website now, um, this we've kept it all very simple. So people don't have to be like, where were they and what do I do? And just go to iworkforhim.com. There's two choices. You can listen live. You can listen to podcasts. You click on one of those and it'll take you based on what time of day it is. It'll take you to the live show 
or it will take you to where you can go and download podcasts. So hopefully people will just not be overwhelmed by all the choices, but rather go, oh, this is the one for me. Let's do this and and, uh, make it happen. So Mm. I'm excited about that. I'm talking about excited. Talk about the week that we have had. Last weekend was our Cruise your, 2018 Cruise Your Way to a Better Marriage Retreat. Did we ever think it was going to get here? Uh, and now it's passed. I know. And we've started registering people for the 2019 we Cruise have. Your Way to a Better Marriage We have. We already retreat. have several couples. Two couples actually technically completely registered. And I had several Facebook messages of people that might be a little bit older than us that said, hey, get me registered. So I had to kind of you know, <laughs> connect them up with our but cruise planner. It was so cool. 22 couples that cruised from here to Cozumel, working on their marriages, some incredible conversations about mm-hmm. so many different things. We got a lot of one-on-one, two-on-two time with them. Yes. And one of those couples uh, came to saving faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, they, they entered the cruise, not as Christ followers, came away as Christ followers. That was probably the coolest result ever on a marriage cruise. Yeah. For somebody to see that the answer to their marriage was Jesus Christ. It doesn't get any better than that. It was very, very cool. Although all the other people were pretty awesome and it was a, it was a great cruise overall. That was very, very much a highlight. And understand, I work for him as not a marriage ministry, but it's not just a workplace ministry because you understand that your marriage, if it's fantastic, it's a light to the community and it's a light for Christ wherever you go, including your workplace. But if your marriage is a mess and a little rocky and a little rough, it impacts how you operate in your workplace That's right. and how you work in your neighborhood. And so those things are all really, it's really important that Christ-centered people, Christ followers, their marriages are solid. Yeah, so we just hope that um, people will, you know, think about what they could do to invest in their marriage. And if a cruise might be in their future, next year it's leaving on Valentine's Day. So that's going to be kind of fun and special. Boat. Yeah, we might have to make the t-shirts red. Or, or not. Pink. Not pink. Okay, but I guys would, won't wear a pink I shirt. I wouldn't put you in a pink shirt. I wouldn't I, wear a pink shirt. I appreciate our marriage and your differences too much to do that because yeah. I know how you feel about it. Just not. I'm just not a pink guy. It doesn't reflect my complexion very well. Martha, why is it that customer service tends to either, well, let the first perspective. We're talking about how do we as Christ followers treat customer service people? Ooh, how do we treat them? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> should or do. <laughs> you know, well, I've seen some pretty ugly transactions take place um, or overheard. Maybe you're in a room with somebody on the phone and they're not necessarily getting the results that they're wanting, um, but it's a good reality to think about the fact that you're representing Christ as the consumer, too. We often think about customer service in our business and how we are treating our customers, but how are we treating those that are trying to serve us? It's their job to serve us. What are we doing? Yeah, you know, I found this YouTube video that talks about customer service so, Michael, can you play that uh, video? Yes, I know how long you've been holding, and I don't care. Why, yes. I'd love to spend the next 10 minutes of my life being told what a horrible person I am by a stranger. I'll definitely transfer you to my supervisor, who will give you the same information I just gave you. As soon as you started yelling, I zoned out. I'm not sorry I placed you on hold for five minutes. I was hoping you'd hang up. Oh, you're never going to use our company again? 
Great. That means I'll never have to talk to you again. I'm going to tell you the issue is resolved so that I can go on break. I'm telling you that I'm finishing up with another customer, but really I'm just catching up on office gossip. I asked you to repeat that because I was too busy texting on my phone. I'm going to hang up on you and pretend it was an accident. I'm attempting to sound empathetic because quality assurance is listening. The only perk of my job is not seeing your face. Please stop telling me this pointless story. Just tell me your problem so we could both get on with our day. I'm saying this with confidence, but I have no idea if this information is true. I'm not sorry you feel that way. I'm not sorry that happened. Oh no, I understand. I just don't care. This job has made me dead inside. This job has given me a fear of talking on the phone. Listen, babe, call me hun one more time and I'll burn this place down. Have a great day. <laughs> okay, but the point of that video, and like, obviously you're not watching the video and I've seen it, but those are what, what customer service people, if they really told you what they were thinking when they were on the phone. Possibly, well, not all of them. Potentially but, what customer service people yes. are thinking, but they're responding to how we're treating them on the phone. I mean, mm-hmm. so many of us, we, we, we get, fr- I mean, they're the customer service people answering no matter where they are in the world, because sometimes they're in other parts of the world, they are just doing a job trying to help right. most of the time. And they're not the ones that cause the problem. So one of the things, um, and I, I'm not sure if we heard this part of the of it or not, but it, uh, the reality that if those people know our name, they can look <laughs> us up on our social media <laughs> And I said to Jim before the show, I said, you know, a lot of people that are I Christ think, followers. I think Michael had to cut that part of the clip Yeah, there was actually some profanity in that part of the of the video. But the point was that it said, um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of Christians, a lot of Christ followers put God-fearing, God-loving, man of God, you know, follower of Christ in their little bio thing that pops up. And just think about that. If you are being ugly with your telephone company or with your cable company or with your trash company because you didn't like your bill for some reason or they messed something up or they got bought out and the billing got lost for three months and you still owe the money or, you know, there's all those scenarios. Yes, they're frustrating. But if we are talking to them and being ugly and they have our name and they can look us up on social media and then go, well, this doesn't make any sense at all that they are they claim to be a Christ follower and they're being pretty nasty to me right now on the phone. So that to me was like a, wow, never thought about that. Those are real people. I've thought about that fact, but that they could easily look at <laughs> the it. The customer service up. people are real people? They could look on LinkedIn. They can, I mean, we've got it all out there for people yes, to check out. And what if they do that? How many of us really consider our reputation when we're talking to a person of cust- a customer service person? Yeah. So often we're, I mean, literally I was sitting in a doctor's office today at an unnamed doctor's uh, location here in uh, Tampa Bay, Florida. And it was a, a skin doctor because we live in Florida. So you're supposed to go to the skin doctor every year because your skin flakes off and gets cancerous because we get exposed to horrible levels of ultraviolet rays all the time. So I'm in the office. Of course, I got there early for a certain time appointment. I didn't get in for almost a half an hour after my appointment. I'm not quite sure how that always happens, but you know, that's not the topic for today. Doctors though, if you do set appointments, could you please try to be more prompt because it seems like all doctors are always running late. Okay. But then this other guy walked into the room. He said all. Oh, I've never been in a doctor's office where I got in on time. Okay. Okay. But I know it's not all doctors. You're right. Okay. So this person walked in and the person behind the desk gives him the paperwork to fill out because you always have to fill out the paperwork because of HIPAA compliance and blah, 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 right. whatever. And the guy goes, 
I literally have been here a hundred times. You're going to make me fill that out again? And he was really kind of ornery, immediately ornery. And she just responded politely, but he would gave this woman a really hard time. And he could have said it much nicer, but he literally, I just, right? I mean, it was very uncomfortable. And I was the only other person in the room. I'm like, mm. wow, you don't have to be that way with this young lady. She's sweet. And it was only 845 in the morning. But we tr- we tend to treat customer service people like they're not creations of God, like they're not created in the image of God, like they're, these people are less, they have less worth. Yeah. So what do we do with that? Well, I think putting ourselves in their shoes is a really good place to start. And we have t- had a lot of conversations about we don't know what we don't know. We don't know where they're coming from. We could have been their 15th horrible call of the day. Um, we, whatever it might be. You know, and so we don't know where they're coming from, but we just have to assume the best. And one thing I always think about a doctor's office is the majority of those people might not be there for well checks. So he might be battling something huge and, you know, thinking, seriously, I need to fill out one more form, which, you know, that's, that is pretty sad. Um, but it if sad. it made you feel uncomfortable, obviously it was, well, it was, it was more it was than inappropriate exchange. it needed to But be. it was funny. So I had to fill out all the same forms yeah. and I got into my appointment yeah. and the lady asked all the same questions again. I'm like, I just, I didn't say well, it. They want to make sure you're not lying. I didn't say <laughs> it, but I'm like, I just answered every one of those questions. I'm like, what did I do that for? And you wonder why they're behind. I, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> okay. So the first part of the conversation today about customer service is how are we treating customer service people? If you're a Christ follower, you're listening to the show today, please understand that our reputation not only precedes us, but follows us. What's the word? Recedes after us. I mean, just like Martha just said, you call in, you're rude to somebody. They've got your name. They've got your address. A lot of times they have your social security number. They can look you up on Facebook and find out if they find out you're a Jesus follower and you just treat them that way, they may never, ever consider Jesus because of how they've been treated. So very important. You know, just recently I thought about something where I had called a company about three months ago for some refund that they were supposed to send me and I never got it. And then we watched that video and he said, I'm going to tell you that the problem is resolved just so I can get off the phone with you. And I thought, they don't actually do that, do they? I sure hope not. And I hope that the people who own companies, their people aren't doing that for them. But the point was, again, just we need to do all we can to um, make their jobs enjoyable. You stand in line at a cashier, you have two choices. You can be, well, you have lots of choices, but you could be cranky and awkward, or you could actually engage them in conversation. And we tend to do that more times than not. Well, we're, in fun we're, over, we're over 50 now, so you can talk to anybody and get away with it. Strangers yeah, on the beach. on the beach. And, <laughs> yeah, strangers on the beach. It is technically a rule. If you're under 50, you can't engage strangers on the beach. When you're over 50, though, you can talk to anybody and get away with it. I think they just roll their eyes differently. They do. It's hilarious. Especially that's all it is. when they think you're even older. All right. So I would say that that's stage one. Okay. How do we treat customer service hmm. people? Now, if you own a business or if you are a person in the business where you are providing customer service, whether that is you as an accountant, you're dealing with vendors, or you as a CEO and all of your customers are your employees, or maybe you are a salesperson, or maybe you are in customer service, how do we treat customers to keep them for life? And then we have a really big twist on this during the second half of bum, the show. Bum, bum, bum. We are not allowed to do sound effects. And oh, if, we got to leave that up to Michael. If Michael had a sound effects <laughs> button, he could It do would it. have said, bum, bum, bum. Okay. Okay. Right. You just did that twice. I did. Okay. So 
25 ways to keep customers for life. Now, as Christ followers, we should always be providing the best service ever and always should be honest and always should provide uh, conversations with integrity uh, and don't we won't overpromise and underdeliver. We just promise what we can deliver, and and when we can't deliver, when we say we could deliver, we call back and tell people, sorry, we missed it, but we're gonna get it. But you over communicate, right? I think that I found this list of things of twenty five ways to keep customers for life, and I thought as Christ followers, we should. This is stuff we should demonstrate. So I think that would be a great thing. Talking customer service today, really excited to just drive home the topic of really understanding our impact and the customer service that we demand and the customer service that we deliver. No matter what your position is in the world, you have customers. Uh, I mean, is there any job where you wouldn't have a customer? I don't think so. No, because if you're the president of the country, it's everybody that is in the country. And if you're the president of your household... It's the mice in the household or, or <laughs> no, the children. No, it's all your kids, your and munchkins. It, and if you don't have any kids, it is the mice or whatever it may be. But it, it, I mean, we all have customers. How are we treating people and how are we treating our neighbors? But, you know, I, I so I found this list of mm-hmm. 25 ways to keep customers for life. And I thought this would be fun for us to go through. And I want, and we got a special twist on this for the last segment of the show. Ooh, but I won't do any sound effects. No more sound effects, Martha. I, I, I promise. Okay. All right. So. 25 ways to keep customers for life. I, I found this on a website, amanet.org. I don't even remember what it was, but I, th- I like the list. So I, this is your customer retention strategies. And as Christ followers, we should be providing outstanding, over and above, excellent service every day. So number one. Okay. Reward your customers. Send them a gift. Provide them with a lead. Help them generate business. As the B&I people say, give to get to give. That's right. And it works because when you put others first, eventually it always comes back to benefit you. But if you always, it's just, it. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbors as yourself. By giving other people's other people leads, by taking, reward them with gifts, whether it's really a gift or a lead, you're loving neighbors like yourself. Mm-hmm. Number two, use your customers' services and buy their products. There's no better way to build loyalty. One of our listeners just texted in and said, a monk may not have customers. Well, a monk is is surrounded by other people that are like him. That's where they get the term monkeys. They probably serve each other. You totally missed that I, one. But I'm saying I was already thinking on okay. monkeys. Monkeys. Uh, but no, I mean, monks are praying for the people in their villages a lot of times. They go in and serve in the villages. And in the right, monastery, so they do dishes number and two? feed each other. Okay, use your customers' services and buy their products. There's no better, no better way to build loyalty. So use your customers' services. Yeah. That's right. Okay. So how cool is that? Just, you know, if they make candy bars, buy their candy bars. All right. So number three, send thank you notes. Handwritten thank you notes are so powerful. When you meet with somebody and you send them a quick little thank you note, and that could be via email. It could be via text, but it's more, I mean, when you get a handwritten note delivered snail mail, you always open it. Yeah. I mean, what was the it's, last time you got something nice handwritten? Well, Dr. Mary Mann Simons always sends us a little yeah, note the, with her we had book. on earlier this week. That's right. Whenever she has a new book, she handwrites a note and sends it. Her publisher doesn't do that. That's an initiate 
initiative that she takes. Peter Drucker attributed much of his success, and Peter Drucker is the, uh, he's known as the, oh, the father of modern management, I believe. He sent out 12 thank you cards every day. That's amazing. And people could never read my thank you notes. That's one of the reasons why I didn't do that. But anyway. I know that there is even, if you really need to, there's a, a service that you can sign up for where they send thank you notes for you. Like thank you cards. Remember that? Yeah. 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 And that, I mean, that is a, there. if you can't do it, absolutely cannot do it yourself, there's ways to get it and done. And if your handwriting stinks, have somebody else do it for you. All right, number four. Return phone calls promptly. How about this? How about this? Is Actually, just Florida return. Just return phone calls. Yes. I am amazed at how many people that provide services to customers, mm-hmm. when you call them, they don't return your phone call. Yeah, I had... You've been the president it- of our association for a decade. You're just stepping off at the end yep. of this month. How many times have you called a vendor and asked them for a quote because you'd like to do business with them, and how many times have they not called you back? Well, it's a good thing I didn't keep track because that would be a very discouraging number, but a lot. And it is quite amazing. Or you're having an issue. We're having a, uh, I had to call a car dealership maybe three months or three weeks ago. I mean, I left him a message about something. Never heard back Crickets. from him. Called him again today and she's glad to take care of it. But I don't know whatever happened to that last voicemail. Where did it go? All right. So return phone calls promptly. How about just return mm-hmm. phone calls? All right. Do what you say you're going to do. Number five, do what you say you're going to do. Don't overpromise and underdeliver because that makes Jesus look bad every time. You know, this really applies in the home, too. Don't say you're going to take out the trash and then not do it. And don't if say you you're going to punish your kid and don't do it either because that's yeah. also bad. But if you say you're going to do something, it, it just proves that you're a person of your word. All right, we're talking about ways to keep customers for life. And as Christ followers, our standards are even higher than this list. But it was a great list just to recognize, what are you doing to keep your customers satisfied? And and just the, the do what you say you're going to do is so powerful and when you can't do what you said you were going to do, you call them and say, sorry, I can't do it. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Forgive me. Can you give me another chance? I need a break. I got to do something different. You know, that is huge right there because commun- it goes back to communication. Just communication. You may have promised something that you it's not physically possible, but you say, you know what? I'm going to try and find out a different solution or refer you to somebody that can take care of it, but don't just leave it alone. Number seven. Under-promise and over-deliver. It's, it's a huge one. It, we constantly are so guilty of over-promising and under-delivering. How about mm-hmm. under-promise and over-deliver? You know, one of the fav- one of my things that my father taught me very young, whenever you, whenever you borrow something from somebody, when you return it, return it in better condition than when you got it. That's like under-promising and over-delivering. Yeah, surprise and delight. You know, how many Ooh. times... So here was a fun thing. When I was in retail, I would order, you know, I was the buyer. So product would come in. You know what companies I loved? Now, I didn't change my buying habits because of it, but I loved opening the boxes from a couple of different companies. They would put one piece of candy in the box. And do you know that that made me go, oh, they really love me. I might have spent $500 on the product, but I got one little piece of candy and I was like, oh, that is so sweet. And where did that candy go? Oh, I would share it with whoever was logging in the product for that day. I did not. I, you can ask any of them. Well, I know I never made it home. Oh, of course not. You, it wasn't yours. It was to Fine. for the people. 25 working. ways to keep customers alive. <laughs> Don't bring candy home for your fat husband, I guess is what she's saying. <laughs> All right, number, number eight, be accessible. 
Show customers that you're available and willing to help them whenever there's a problem. Your business should be open to meet the convenient needs of your customers. I, I just... That, be accessible, and that's that whole, like, answer your phone. Have you ever called to a company where you think you should at some point get a human and you never do? I have been. Yeah, there was a local, it was a local ministry that I called not too long ago, and I kept pressing the zero, hoping somebody would answer the phone. I could never it get a human. It always goes to voicemail. I never, I know. I just kept going in circles. Oh. Because I, I didn't know the name of the person I was trying to call. I was trying to get a human nice. being. Or human doing. So one of the two. answer your phone. So phones. be accessible. Okay. There's services for that too, Be, right? Like virtual secretaries. Yes, That's right. Hey, speaking of virtual services, <gasps> yes. The I Work for Him listener line is in motion. 866 713 9675, which also spells work. 866 713 work. Uh, when we give away stuff on the air, you call that number, leave a message, we'll call you back. Or if you leave all your information, we'll send out the gift to you. Uh, that's a way to get a hold of us all the time. And, and it, that won't be a live person. And it won't. But, well, it's got Martha's voice on it, though. It has my right. voice and a really cool thing because it emails me the voicemail. So I get it. So no matter it, where I, we are in the country, it I can find us. It. That's the cool part. So be yeah. credible. Um, is something really important. If you don't establish trust right away, potential customers may jump to your competitors. And that's like in a church. How many times have you walked into a church and you can walk all the way in and walk all the way out and nobody says hi to you? Mm. And then you sit in the wrong pew and somebody else is supposed to be sitting there. That's a bad one. All right. Appearance counts. People do judge a book by, they judge you by what you wear and the words that you use. Don't you think this also applies to your website, your social media, Ooh, websites, your uniform shirts, your that unicorn shirts. If you've got oh, unicorn shirts, unicorn shirts, oh. you know, but whatever it is that you put yourself out there, your brochures, the way you wrap your vehicles, um, whatever it is, <laughs> that, kind not of rap. that kind of wrap. Okay. <laughs> All right. Stay in touch. The best customers are your current ones. Don't spend so much time focused on new customers that you don't take care of your existing ones. Existing customers are way cheaper to keep than new customers are to get. Mm. It's a really big concept. That number, our, our I work for him call in listener line number is 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. All right, so have a goof kit just in case you screw up. Say, you know, have a way of saying sorry to your customers. And uh, Martha, you just texted that listener the wrong number. I know, I said oops. Okay, all right. I typed so, it wrong. Are, are you with me? Okay, so I am with you. Help promote your customers' products mm-hmm. because if you are blessing them, they often will bless you. Make it easy for your customers to do business with you. Do things for the com- the customer's convenience, not yours. That's a big deal. So be open when they need you to be open. I mean, literally, this is about ministry. If you're a coffee shop, AM is a really good time to sell coffee. Yes, it is. People want coffee in the morning. The point is that as Christ followers, we need to be, this is a ministry. If you're in the ministry of customer service, this is huge. It's a huge thing. It's a huge thing. All right. We're we're running out of time and we have Uh 10 more left. Okay. Keep going. Um, Send customers an invoice stamp, no charge, just for fun. Ooh. Give them something for free. Establish a customer advisory panel. Ask your customers what they think. Really listen to what they think. That's a good one. You know what? Let me just, I just had something. Okay. We got t-shirts for the cruise this year. And the company threw in a few extras. 
wow, was that ever nice. It was nice. It was super, super nice. And it made me go, oh, that was really nice. So probably just the way things work out in their world. So establish a customer advisory panel. Find out what people think. Mm. And honestly, listen, hire mystery shoppers to find out how good your customer service really is. That, I would volunteer to make a phone call once a day to somebody with customer service if you'd like to find out how good your customer service is. That'd be fun. So here's a good one. Be a resource. No matter what your customer needs, try to find it for them. You used to do that so that people in insurance would always call Jim. Find out who Jim says I should get for a plumber. Who do you know? Yep. And then they had your phone number on the top of their Rolodex. All right. uh, Shower your customers with kindness. Speak your customer's language. Don't use industry jargon. And then they're like, what do you mean? Always have a great attitude. Mm. Treat This is the greatest one. Treat your employees well. If they're treated poorly, ah, there's a pretty good chance they'll treat your customers poorly. They'll do what you do. How much is that? I mean, just like, well... You'll see after the break. You'll see the next one. Give your customers what they want, when they want it, the way they want it. Give back to your best customers. And never show indifference towards your customers. People stop dealing with companies where they don't feel welcomed and loved and appreciated for bringing the business that they're in. <laughs> Good list. It's a, it's a great list. When we come back, we get a little twist on this and how it applies to a different part of our lives. You're listening to I Work For Him. You know, We've got a new book highlight sponsored. Um, now, now SC Press, Press, but they were like uh, publishwithnow.com, publishwithnow.com. Uh, I was trying to remember the new website they got, publishwithnow.com. But the book ha- happened to be written by some of our friends from our former church about their son who was killed in a horrible car accident on New Year's Eve a couple of years ago. And you got to interview them, and you've, we've got some copies of that book still to give away, right? It's about Matthew Doremer and his story. Yes, we definitely do. And it, what we talked about yesterday, in a nutshell, is the fact that this is a really a book for everybody. Because Matthew had um, bipolar, he struggled with his faith, he was in the military, he loved the rush of adrenaline of riding his, bicy- or his motorcycle, he um, was on Facebook a lot, encouraging people, and he wore Jesus on his sleeve. And literally, he had a tattoo. That was um, Jesus on his sleeve. <laughs> but I just, uh, it is so such a great story and it does not take long to read it is hard because you know it, it feels like a life lost too soon but what god is doing in his legacy is huge and um so being able to talk to his parents yesterday and the publisher together and just be able to share that with our listeners so i hope that they will call in and get a copy of the book because they can do that at 877 give out the new number give out the i work for him listener line number okay from 866-713-WORK not in Cincinnati, though. Okay, 866-713-9675, not WKRP I get it. in Cincinnati. I get okay. it, but only people over 45 probably know what that is. Oh, WKRP. Okay, <laughs> 866-713-9675. All right, we said we promised a twist for the last segment of the show on customer service. What about, ladies and gentlemen, if you treated your spouse the way you treat your best customers? And you take that list that we just went through, 25 ways to keep your customers for life, and you twisted it to be 25 ways to keep your spouse for life. So let's set that up with just this premise. And the premise is often we give our job everything. And when we come home at the end of the day or when we reconnect whenever that might be with our spouse or people in our immediate family, we give them the leftovers. And we would never do that to a customer. We, because you wouldn't we keep the customer. would lose the customer if we treated them like that. And we, th- th- 
why do why do we work so hard to be kind to a customer and let down our guard? And some people will say, well, that's being real. But the point is, we often hurt the ones we love because we just get lazy. So 25 ways to keep your spouses for life, providing excellent customer services for your spouse. I mean, so we take that same list that we started with, and you can compare this based on the last segment. Start with reward your spouses. Send them a gift. Yes. I mean, everybody likes a thoughtful gift. Everybody likes one. It may not be their love language, but everybody appreciates a great gift. Mm-hmm. Number two. Use your spouse's services. There's no better way to build loyalty. What does that mean? Well, I think it can mean a lot of things, but like, why would I go get my car waxed if you love to wax the car? Absolutely. So you'll let so me wax your car? let you be appreciated in what you do. All right. Send thank you notes. Make sure they're handwritten and sent promptly. When your spouse has done something special for you, thank them. Leave them a note. That's right. Martha does that. She's really good about writing me little notes on post notes, and I save all of them, and they're everywhere. Return your spouse's phone call promptly. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> Have I been guilty of that recently? We haven't called you back right away? No, it seems kind of like a funny one. But, but, but I suppose there are people but sometimes, that that's... Yeah, we're so yeah. busy. We Our spouse gets the, the, the end of our rope and not the beginning. So return mm. your spouse's phone calls. How about a big, this big one, number five? Do what you say you're going to do. You tell your spouse you're going to do something, do it. Why wouldn't you? You do it for your customer. Why wouldn't you do it for your spouse? And do them when you say you're going to do it. Yes. That. And if you can't, then give, communicate with them and say, I'm sorry, I missed it. Under promise and over deliver. Always. Yes. Always under promise and over deliver. But that doesn't mean you should be lazy. That doesn't mean if you're capable of doing, uh, let's just say you're capable of painting the driveway on Sunday, which that's something we do here in Florida because we're bored because we don't have snow to shovel. If you're going to paint the driveway on Saturday, and uh, but maybe you under promise you say i'll get it done by saturday but then at the end you've also trimmed it up and you've filled in all the cracks and made it look really pretty and you actually took the car out of the garage so it'll be trapped in for the next three days while they wait for the paint to dry that's very thoughtful all right be accessible show your spouse that you're available and willing to help them whenever there's a problem your marriage should be open to meet the convenience needs of your spouse so often we're really available for anybody who calls right but not for our own spouse. spouse. Yeah. Be credible. If you don't establish t- trust right away, spouses may jump to your competitor. You know, I, t- I remember I just changed the word customer to spouses, and it's true. If you ignore yeah. the trust of your spouse, eventually your competitors would be, they might go find a different spouse. And that is a really bad deal. It really hurts your witness. And as a Christ follower, we should be building trust with our, our spouses all the time. Yeah, we don't advocate that. So appearance counts. This was something that I um, you know, think that a lot of people, we let that go. We let down when we're married. And I know when I was home with the kids, I made a point most days I didn't stay in my sweats and stuff like that because I was like, I don't want him to think you know, he doesn't matter if he's the only person that sees me. You always look cute, even in sweats. No, oh, you're so All right, sweet. stay in touch. Remember, the best spouse is your current one. Don't take it for granted. Keep on top of their wants and needs. And keep in mind that getting a new spouse is extraordinarily expensive and destructive. It destroys your kids. It destroys your mind. It destroys your grandkids, too. And it's just super important that you keep your current spouse. So I like this one. And we I don't think we said this in the customer service one, but have a goof kit. So when you goof up on something, you know, have a little I'm sorry card or, I'm you know, sorry. candy bar, whatever. I don't know why I keep going to candy bars today. Martha would like some chocolate. Please send Apparently. it to you. You can find our address on iworkframe.com. All right. 
Praise your spouse's talents and virtues. They need to be reminded often, and this will ensure you have a spouse for life. Tell your spouse what you appreciate about them each and every day. Make it as easy as possible for your spouse to do marriage with you. Do do things that are selfless for your spouse's convenience, not yours. The easier you can make it for your spouse to do marriage with you, the better marriage you'll have. Determine all the ways you can eliminate the hassle factor to do marriage with your spouse. Yeah, so periodically send your spouse a letter stamped, I love you no matter what. That How one sweet. corresponds with the... Uh, Pay zero balance. Yeah, zero balance too. All right. All right. Establish a spouse advisory panel. This is a good one. Only by knowing your spouse's wants and needs can you successfully grow your marriage and be totally spouse-oriented. Ask your kids how they think you're doing treating your spouse. And then That'd be the a next one goes kind of right panel. with that. Hire a mystery shopper to find out what they really want. Yeah. Ask your kids to, to, to kind of do some surveillance work on on how you can really deliver great spouse service. Be a great spouse. How, be a resource. No matter what your spouse needs, try to help find it for them. But only help your spouse if they want help. So ladies, Good it's very important. Point. Let, let them know that let you who don't. Know? Your spouse. Let your husband know. This is a I don't want thing. your help. I just want to vent. Right. All right. Shower your spouse with kindness. Oh, it's sad we even have to say that, but it's true. We need to do it more. Speak your spouse's love language. Don't use jargon they can't understand. Everybody has easy access to the five love languages. Go to fivelovelanguages.com. Take the test. Look at the results. You and your spouse do it together. Do it tonight. Fivelovelanguages.com. Fivelovelanguages.com. And... Then you can find out what their love language is, start to speak to them in that language, whether it's quality time, words of affirmation, gifts, physical touch. Acts of service. Acts of service. I just was seeing if Martha remembered which one it was. Uh, that Speak to them in love the way they need to hear it. Yeah, so have a great attitude. Treat your kids well. If they're treated poorly, there's a good chance they'll treat your spouse poorly. Mm, good point. Well, that's so true. Give your spouse what they want when they want it. And the way they want it. So now, if they want dinner at 6 o'clock and you've had this argument a hundred times, you know what? It's time to do some agreeing. Well, and, and again, if you're both living selflessly towards each other, mm. there's, some, there's some room for improvement there. All right, give back to your spouse. Before you offer your time and talent to someone else, oh. make sure you offer it first to your spouse. Don't commit to do something without getting your spouse's okay if it's going to take time away from them and your family. Amen. Never show indifference towards your spouse. In a shut. Oh, and then it talks. And that didn't really apply, right? It, it didn't really. Okay. Never. But don't show indifference to your spouse, especially when you're in a group talking to people. Don't bad, bad mouth your spouse. Don't ignore your spouse. Um, stand by them and show how much you like being together. You know, it, it's just all when you look at customer service. When you look at how we treat. How we treat customer service people, how we should treat our customers, how we should treat our spouses. If we would just think, well, what would Jesus do? I mean, we pull out our WWJD bracelets. Yeah. That's really the answer every time. It's so important that we would just recognize Jesus would treat everybody nicely. He would absolutely deliver fantastic customer service. And I mean, he the people that hated him, he still loved them. And then if Jesus had gotten married, he would have treated his spouse very, very well, but he just taught us how to love our spouse as well. He treated everyone around him this way. 
It's so important. So I hope you enjoyed our conversation on customer service. Little I work for him twist on it today. What do you, what do you think, honey? Was that good? I think it was great. And it came from Treat Me Like a Customer by Lewis Upkins Jr. The message is simple and clear. We as Christ followers are called to bring freedom to the masses through our interactions with them in our workplaces. Our work is a calling and our workplace is no accident. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.